The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This hour of the Costa Report is brought to you by Simply Safe Home Security Systems. Visit simplysafe.com forward slash Costa to save $100 on your system. That's simplysafe.com forward slash Costa. Welcome to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and thank you for joining me for another two hours of Straight Talk Radio. I want to welcome listeners who are joining us on radio affiliates all across the country in all 50 states, and also extend a very special welcome to our men and women in uniform who tune in over the Internet. Thank you for your service and also for being with us again. In just a few moments, one of the great news anchors of our time, a man who set the standard for those of us who are committed to reporting the news rather than being part of the news, Mr. Jim Lair will be joining us to talk about how the mainstream media is handling coverage of the new administration. Where can the public go to get legitimate, verifiable facts these days? During this hour, we'll talk to a pioneer in news who never shied away from a deep dive into the important issues, Mr. Jim Lair. But before Mr. Lair joins us, as is my custom each week, let me tell you a little about his background. James Charles Lair was born in Wichita, Kansas and grew up in Beaumont and San Antonio, Texas. He is a graduate of Victoria College and the University of Missouri. His journalism career began when he was hired as a reporter for the Dallas Morning News in 1959. Later, he joined the Dallas Times-Herald, where he covered the assassination of John F. Kennedy and rose to the position of city editor. From here, Lair graduated to television news. He became the host of the program The Newsroom on KERA-TV in Dallas and later moved to Washington to join PBS as their public affairs coordinator. But what you may best know Lair for was his unique partnership with Robert McNeil throughout the Watergate hearings and the McNeil-Lair report, which resulted from that unique collaboration. In 1995, with McNeil's departure, the program was renamed the News Hour with Jim Lair, and then later the PBS News Hour. Lair stepped down as anchor of the program in 2011, but only after earning several Emmys, the George Foster Peabody Broadcast Award, and just about every award given for journalism excellence. In short, Lair set the standard for broadcasters everywhere. And as if that was not enough, while he was anchoring his landmark news program, he somehow found time to moderate more presidential debates than any other journalist and author several best-selling books, including one of my favorites, A Bus of My Own. It's my pleasure to welcome to the program former anchor and executive editor of the PBS NewsHour, Mr. Jim Lair. Welcome to the program, Mr. Lair. Well, thank you, Rebecca. It's a pleasure to be back. Well, thank you for making time for us today. I I really appreciate it. As you know, this relationship between the media and the Trump administration has been very contentious. The president has been outspoken about fake news and biased reporting. And as someone who was in the business of reporting the news and who has now stepped away from it, does the president have a legitimate complaint? Well, I don't know if he's got there's no such thing as a legitimate or an illegitimate complaint. I say if if uh, uh, that at least that label does not fit every complaint. Let's put it that way. In some some cases, I think he 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 uh, probably has stepped over the line and and gone over to some some people's reading of it. The fact of the matter is uh the the complaining about the press started with the first time they printed a, anything on a piece of paper and gave it to somebody else to read it it is it goes with the business it goes with the goes with the territory uh trump is just uh president trump has just escalated the criticism of the press and in fact he's used it 
as a uh, as a device. They used it as a campaign device. They used it as, now as a governing device, which is, when in doubt, blame the press. The press uh, uh, should be used to that by now. It's just a little more extreme than it's been in the past. And the uh, press needs to get, if anybody's over, over, uh, overly sensitive about this, is overreacting about this, stop it. And uh, just get on with the business. Frankly, that, that 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 that's the bottom line. It goes to the territory, and eventually it all sorts itself out. If he is, if he steps over the line, what he says is 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 uh, is too much. The public will eventually, eventually, um, uh, get the real message that it always has in the past, and I think it will this time. Does he have a legitimate uh, complaint when he says that they're reporting fake news? Because you know, just the reporting in general has changed so much from the days of Cronkite and Brinkley and, and, and Harry Reasoner and even yourself. You know, it's it's become such a source of entertainment. And you've often said the news is not showbiz. That's right. Well, I don't know. He uses the term fake news and he uses it for the New York Times. The New York Times is not in the fake news business. He uses it for the Washington Post. The Washington Post is not in the fake news business. And you can go through the list. Somebody else may 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 somehow may do things that, quote, are fake news, but not the mainline news media for the most part. And so when he goes when he if he if he, if he wants to sign, pick out specific news organizations, because there are a lot of them now, you're exactly right. When I started many, many years ago. You know, there were there were three uh, commercial networks and uh, there was your daily newspaper and that was it. Yeah. Uh, but now there are hundreds of places to get news and information and reaction to it. And uh, and some of them are better than others. Some of them occasionally step over the line. I don't know if they step over the line into fake stuff, but they go into stuff that shouldn't be reported or it should be better reported or it should be more solidly reported, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But where, where in my opinion, where uh, President uh, uh, Trump has stepped over the line, when he, he calls all journalists the main line, the mainstream, the, the real pros in the business, and I'm talking about the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Wall Street Journal, journal the uh, editor, the uh, news side, uh, the wire services, the for the most part, the commercial television uh, uh, networks, people like these are folks who are doing serious reporting, and they're not reporting fake news. Does not mean that they don't sometimes make mistakes. Does not mean that sometimes they they they, they not sometimes, but they all have. You know, opinion journalists working for them. In other words, carefully labeled columnists, commentators, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But fake news, the way it's being used, is not only unfair; it's totally wrong. So you feel that it's just a indiscriminate comment, and that while there is some fake news out there, and sometimes it does cross over. An example was the Seth Rich story, right, as the source of the DNC leaks, and that somehow the DNC might be connected with his murder, and somehow that sort of did percolate up to mainstream reporting. Sure, and that does happen. You know, somebody puts out something and, and somebody else repeats it and, and et cetera, et cetera, and they don't check it out and, and uh, uh, they don't, they're not careful. And there's a huge, huge competition now because there's so many more people working at getting the story or a story. Uh, sometimes people move a little quicker than they should in terms of broadcasting. Do you worry they're cutting corners with fact-checking and trying to get the story out too fast? Well, some of them are, but as I say, the main the main news media is not doing that. They're simply not doing that, and uh, uh, doesn't mean they're not they're not as I say they're 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 not perfect, but uh, they're not motivated to get somebody. They're not motivated to make up news. They're they're motivated to report the news, and the public. Uh, the public is being sold a bill of goods by people who say, oh, my God, you can't trust anything you read in this newspaper, that newspaper, this, that, and whatever. The fact of the matter is you have to take each news organization, each news media organization as as an individual and check it out and uh, and see if this is one that you should trust and one you should not trust and not, not go with the, with the paint any more than you should paint the brush about all bankers are this, all doctors are that, all, all preachers are this. You know, that's crazy. And well, they, I, I appreciate that. I, you know, I, I feel that some of these comments are a little, the, the old expression, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. 
Uh, I don't know Absolutely. if people even remember that old expression. <laughs> but I, know. Uh, well, I, I hate to have the whole media painted with one wide brush. The interesting thing, I, I, I do too, but the fact of the matter is, and this is a fact in my opinion, just watching and listening and reading, they're doing a really good job right now, and they and the, the criticism has really triggered some really good reporting. Well, very good. So maybe it's uh, maybe it's having a reverse effect, and that's, that can only lead to good things. We have to uh, take a short break, but we'll be right back with more from Jim Lair. You're listening to the Costa Report. If you're a fan of big ideas and thinking, then you're going to want to sink your teeth into On the Verge. Jim Lair, John Scully, Alan Dershowitz, and dozens of business and government leaders from the full political spectrum have given On the Verge their highest reviews. And you can help drive the book to the top of the bestseller list by ordering On the Verge from Amazon right now. Our goal is to distribute 25,000 copies before the official release date. By placing your order for On the Verge right now, you'll help us beat that number. We need every listener to go to Amazon.com and order On The Verge as quickly as you can. And while you're at Amazon, order first edition gift copies of On The Verge for friends and family because they won't last long. On The Verge, on sale now at Amazon.com. That's On The Verge at Amazon.com. I'm here today with Scott Caraccioli of Caraccioli Cellars. Scott, we keep hearing about the wines that are being developed in Monterey County. How would you describe the climate conditions for grapes? Monterey County has a lot of little pockets that give you the opportunity to grow a variety of grapes. It comes down to the match of location and climate with the varietal that you're going to grow. And where we grow in the Highlands, it's prototypical cool climate. We're even in the northern side of the Highlands. So that is ideal for both Pinot and Chardonnay. Chardonnay strives really well in a lot of our county, as well as Pinot. But I would say that this is the most optimal location. You get wind, you get sun exposure. The benches come off of the inland side of the coastal mountains. It's an optimal position. You can order any of our products directly from us by visiting our website, caracciolicellars.com, or calling the tasting room directly, 831-622-7722. Every day, I wake up at 5 a.m. to give dad his medicine. Every day, I wake up at 5 a.m. to give dad his medicine. At 6 a.m., I make his breakfast. Every day, I wake up at 5 a.m. to give dad his medicine. At 6 a.m., I make his breakfast. At 7 a.m., I shower. Every day, I wake up at 5 a.m. to give dad his medicine. At 6 a.m., I make his breakfast. At 7 a.m., I shower. I start laundry at 8. At 10, we go for a walk. Every day, I wake up at 5 a.m. For those dealing with the daily struggles of caring for a loved one, we hear you. That's why AARP created a community with experts and other caregivers for advice, tips, and support. Together, let's help each other better care for ourselves and the ones we love. Visit aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. I am done with my mattress. That's right. I'm not spending another night on this old bag. My new mattress comes today, and this thing is out of here. Bye-bye, mattress. Yep. Bye-bye, mattress. So says you and about a thousand other people every day. And that's a lot of old mattresses with no place to go. There's the landfill, of course, where they just take up space. But what a waste. Because you could send it to a mattress recycler, where old mattresses get broken down into steel, foam, wood, and fiber that become new steel, carpet padding, home insulation, garden mulch, biomass fuel, locomotive oil filters, and all kinds of other great stuff. So Bye Bye Mattress is right. But don't toss it. Recycle it. It's easy. And it's free. To find a mattress recycler in your area, visit buybuymattress.com.
Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and my guest today is the former anchor and executive editor of the PBS NewsHour and best-selling author, Mr. Jim Lair. And before the break, you were suggesting that maybe the criticism of the media is having a positive effect because you're seeing some excellent reporting uh, coming out. Is that right? Yes, absolutely right. And uh, most of the major news organizations have beefed up their reporting staffs particularly uh, those covering the White House and and various issues uh, surrounding the government of the United States and uh, I think the the end result has been some uh, some really some really terrific journalism right now. Well, let's talk about the beefing up of uh, their reporting staff. Uh what about these White House press briefings? I mean, they they seem to have really changed. I I find that they almost feel like they're more for show than substance. I agree with you. I think they are more for show than they are substance. And they, the show part of it is, uh, you know, show is show is show. And it's uh, can be it's had an effect, I think, a negative effect on on some of the participants on the journalism side as much as it has on the uh, on the White House staff side. Uh, and I think that everybody takes and needs to take some deep breath and remember what this is all about. The, those White House briefings are like all briefings for the pre- for the press. They're not for the press. They're for the for the American people to find out what in the world is going on. And in this particular case, what's going on at the White House? It's not there. They're not there for reporters to show how tough they are or how really, really. Uh, oh boy, I can really, I can really uh, make a great point here. I can score points there. I can, I can boost my career there. You know, right there on on live TV by beating up on the press secretary. And the press secretary has to remember what his or her job is, which is not just a knee jerk uh, uh, attacking the press or knee jerk defending the president, him, him or herself, and himself in this case right now, uh, it's uh, to help the public understand what's going on. And both of these folks on both sides of the, of the, of the, of the, of the uh, set, so to speak, and it's what it is, it's a damn TV set right now, that's about all it is, both sides of the set need to understand what their purpose is and get back to doing it. I can't agree with you more. The White House uh, press briefings used to be a great source of information, an opportunity for Q&A, and also to get an update on what was going on in the government. And there's so little content and such a um, and so much drama in these sessions that uh, there's very little content, very little information taking place. And so I almost feel like not only the American people don't know what's going on, uh, the press doesn't know what's going on. And so it's forcing them to have to dig around and use back channels and and also leaks to try to figure things out that ought to be covered in these uh, in these press briefings, don't you think? Oh, I agree with you, Rebecca. And uh, the 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 drama is phony drama. It's 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 a man and woman made drama. It's not real drama. It's not drama of an event. It's not drama about the news. It's a drama about the tension between uh, reporter A and and uh, press secretary B. And uh, that's that's baloney. That's not what it ought to be about. No, I, I agree. And I've never seen this kind of a standoff before. I, I you know, I watch every single briefing uh, with the hope that I might get some insights and some news. And uh, I've gotten to the point where I fold my laundry now or, you know, check on the pie that's baking in the oven in the middle of it. I just yeah. There's no content there. <laughs> I got you. I'm with well, you. Well, uh, you know, Trump has uh, become a master at using social media channels such as Twitter. Uh, that was vital to his, the success of his campaign. And he, he continues to bypass the media and maintain an almost daily channel of communication, not only with the American people, but everyone in the world. Um, some analysts have compared that to Roosevelt and Reagan's uh, fireside chats. But this, to me, feels very different. Um, how, how do you see the president's daily tweets, and how would you have covered that on PBS NewsHour? Well, I, the, 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 you have to go with what the – well, there are no more fireside chats. All those things are, 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 are history now. And the, oh, but how the, I loved them. <laughs> oh, me too. No, I agree with you. But you have, unfortunately, or fortunately, whatever it is, you have to go with what, what is available now. And uh, so President Trump has, has and we decided this long before he was president, but he was going to communicate via tweet. 
and I thought it is Twitter. And I thought, my God, this is this is crazy. But this is the way he's decided to do it. Everybody is now used to it, including the people in the press. Every this is what he does. And some people think it's an awful thing to do. And he's taken some heat for that. Some people think it's a great thing to do. And they 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 applaud him for it. It's it is it, complaining about it is a little bit like complaining about the weather. I mean, it's it's there. He is it, the next president, the president before. I mean, Barack Obama didn't didn't uh, did not make announcements on Twitter. The next president after Trump uh, uh, may not use Twitter, but this one is. And so they, to, to suggest that some have, oh, well, the news media shouldn't even cover him when he tweets. That's ridiculous. I mean, whatever he whatever he has to say and and do whatever technique he has, you go with it. And whatever piece of information, whatever, what, that, that is all mechanics. Uh, it's what he believes and what he says are, are the important things. So you're saying the medium doesn't really matter. You still have no. to cover what the president says. Absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And, and we can sit back, oh, well, I'm not, I'm not going to cover that because he did it on a Twitter. He did it on a tweet. Oh, mm-hmm. but that, that is, that's ridiculous. Well, it seems as though the the two ideas here that are compatible is he distrusts the media to represent him, so he'd feel more comfortable if he could just represent himself. He seems to be going down that road where I'd rather talk directly to the American people than have people between me and the American people. Well, that 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 may be true, but uh, and and that may be his preference, and that's way he's and, and that's what he has sought to do. But if you look at what's happened over a course, it hasn't been very long now. He's only been president for six months, and uh, it's not working. I mean, if that that was his technique for getting the word out to the public, his his approval ratings have gone way way down, et cetera, et cetera. In other words, the the reporting has gone way way up, and there's more reporting about him than there would have been otherwise because of what he has said, whether it's on Twitter or whatever. And what he has done, whether we're here again, whether it was on, on Twitter or whatever. In other words, the people are 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 being informed about Donald Trump, and the people are reacting to Donald Trump. Some people are reacting positively. Some people are reacting negatively. But nobody can say, "Oh my God, I don't know anything about this guy." What do you mean you don't know anything about this? If you don't know anything about this guy, you haven't been paying attention. And there are many, many ways to find out. Many, many more ways than there ever have been to find out about a president or about somebody in public life. And uh, we're seeing it right. It's right there in front of us. Well, it's interesting when you go direct, you give up the opportunity for plausible deniability, which is also for for every president uh, since the beginning of, of the United States is been a great advantage (laughs) so i'm not so sure going direct is the way to go because uh you know if you make a misstatement uh you you mistype a word or whatever you really have no one to turn to (laughs) that's true that's true and he's he is paying price uh, uh for using twitter and doing it his way Yep, yep, he he is. But uh, on the positive side, there's no question about how the president feels about anything. And, uh, you know, that's that's the new world that we live in. We have to take another short intermission when we return. We'll find out what some of the criteria are for unbiased reporting. You're listening to the Costa Report. Thousands of people seeking home security get ripped off every day. That's because the home security industry wants you to believe it's your only option. They've got hordes of salesmen out there trying to scare you into signing a long-term contract. And once you do, you're stuck writing huge checks month after month with no way out. It's robbery by contract, and it can cost you thousands. But there's a better way to protect your home. Simply Safe Home Security. Simply Safe has no contracts, none. You get award-winning 24/7 protection and they were named best in the industry. Security professionals constantly watch your premises, ready to instantly send the police. What's more, it's just 14.99 per month, less than half of what other companies charge. Protect your home the smart way with Simply Safe. Visit simplysafe.com/costa Save on $100. Don't miss out on this offer. This sale ends soon. That's simplysafe.com slash Costa. 
I'm Paul George of the Indiana Pacers. When I was six, I had one thing on my mind. When I was six, my days were spent playing basketball every chance I could. When I was six, my dream was to make it to the NBA. When I was six, my mom had a stroke. So I want you to learn the signs of a stroke fast. F-A-S-T. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. S, speech difficulty. T, time to call 911. Because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment. And that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. I'm Paul George. Protect the ones you love. Spot a stroke F-A-S-T. Fast. Life is why. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Women now make up 37% of the workforce, changing their role forever. Harvard Medical School has now opened its doors to new female applicants. The first woman is now in space. The majority of last year's doctorate degrees were earned by women. We've come so far, but our news is changing for the worse. More women die from heart disease and stroke than men, even though it can be prevented. Make a change at GoRedForWomen.org today. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the American Heart Association's Go Red for Women. Okay, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. So mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Underwear always comes first, name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole or you have to start all over. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops, the rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you left with bunny ears. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But two minutes twice a day, making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. Psst. Yeah, you. It's me. Your heart. Listen to me. We've got to talk. High blood pressure is serious. And yours? Whoa. What happened to us? We used to be so much more active. But lately, you've been ignoring me. I know you think I'm just going to keep ticking away forever. But you're wrong. You can do so much more to control your high blood pressure. Doing the minimum isn't doing enough. I'm under a lot of pressure and can quit whenever I want. Bet you didn't know that. But I like my job. Just treat me better. Check on me. Give me something green to nibble on every once in a while. And maybe we can do some exercise on occasion. Let's get to it. After all, we're in this together. Listen to your heart. Don't let it quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get your blood pressure to a healthy range before it's too late. Find out how at heart.org slash blood pressure. Check, change, control. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and if you're just joining us, my guest today is Jim Lair. Mr. Lair, I've, I've enjoyed your newscast for many years and long before I started this program. And one of the reasons I uh, respected the coverage of the PBS NewsHour is because I always felt it was up to me to make up my own mind about what was reported. Um, would you say this is one of the litmus tests of unbiased reporting? Absolutely right. Uh, that is the test and uh, the 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 purpose of of journalism, or at least of, of straight news journalism, is to lay it out so people can make up their own minds. And uh, and if they're the, the left wing view and the right wing view and the no wing view and the this and that, and put them all in and treat them all fairly, treat them all fully, and uh, and let the folks make up their own minds. And yet most of the 24-hour news channels that we've got today on television have a clear point of view. Well, it, it, that's true. Uh, they, they have, um, uh, they've, gone, they've gone back to what used to be the European view of, of journalism. You know, there newspapers in, the, in Europe, you know, there'd be left-wing newspapers and right-wing newspapers, et cetera, when, not just on the editorial pages, but also in the news coverage. And some of that has, there's no question that that has um, uh, seeped into uh, particularly cable television news, started with Fox, and uh, which is clearly uh, from the right, and then MSNBC, in order to compete, uh, is now coming coming at it more from the left. CNN, I think, is uh, is is trying its best to stay 
in the straight and narrow. Uh, sometimes it goes one way or another. Some other folks do, but but generally speaking, it does. The three commercial television networks, um, uh, ABC, NBC, and CBS, they're still in their nightly news programming uh, are still trying, I think, in their news reporting to to uh, to play by the old rules. Sometimes they step over. The problem is, I think. Uh, and here again, it 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 it, it is the, the competitive world is just so different, and uh, well, well, we got to juice it up a little bit, and all those little things that uh, used to not to happen are happening, and uh, and and they're but 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 and that is and that is costing a costing all of us or everybody who's in the news business, or admires the news business, or 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 feels uh, beholden. Uh, to the news business to find out what's going on. Everybody suffers because of that when that happens. And uh, uh, I'm hoping that we're, because we, we're, we're in this revolution, I'm, I'm hoping that this revolution will eventually end and we'll have a kind of, yes, we'll have more, more, more we'll have some very strong opinionated news sources, but we'll also still have some really straight and narrow, straight, old-fashioned uh, reporting may be new fashion in terms of the technology and all that sort of stuff, but it'll be uh, okay. We're gonna some place you can go to. Uh, okay, what what in the world are they talking about here? You know, uh, how many people really would lose their health insurance? Where do I go to find that out in a straight way that I can believe? And uh, those that is that is the new journalism. Uh, it's the old journalism remaking its return, and I think it's going to happen. It's just we got to get there. We're not there yet. But there are so many people, you know, when they do surveys about where do people go to get their news and who do they trust. And uh, a great majority of Americans name the comedy channel. John Stewart, John Oliver. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm, I watch those programs myself. Uh, they're very funny. Uh, but I don't know that I go to them for my main source of news. No, well, see, that's that's the point that we've got to. Uh, uh, I mean, there's something wrong when you go to the comedy channel, don't you I think? Agree, <laughs> I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. But as I say, we're not we're not we're not to the new world order yet. We're still f- searching for what the new world. The new world order, remember, has got to function in a commercial world. And that means it's got to make money. And um, uh, and there are some who are arguing, no, that that's the wrong way to go. Maybe we need. Uh, non-profit news. There needs to be more public television or things like it, uh, like Publico and and things like that. Which uh, Publico, I'm sorry, uh, which does uh, uh, which does serious uh, journalism, etc. And are not in a non-profit with a, in a non-profit organizational way. Maybe the thing. Maybe as I said, we need to find a way to do all of this. So. Um, uh, but in earlier times, the news wasn't looked at as a money-making proposition. It was looked at as a civic responsibility as part of the democratic process. It, it wasn't treated like entertainment programming. Now now it falls by the same rules. That's true. That's true. But and that's had a huge impact on, on uh, how the news has gone, I think, because, you know, what the old saying, if it doesn't bleed, it doesn't lead. Everything's being amped up now. Everything's got to have a political agenda uh, I, I think it, it does a tremendous disservice to the media in general, and not to mention informing the public. Where do you go to get your news? I mean, you're a professional. For people listening today, well, what sources do you use? Well, I still I have great faith in the in the in the good daily newspapers, and in most of the uh, network news reporting. And unfortunately, they're going broke. I know, I know, I know. So I say we are in the middle of a of figuring this out. And uh, of working. Will we figure out. it out before the newspapers go go under? Because I, I like know. my newspapers. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have a crystal ball there? Well, the, many newspapers are no longer newspapers, literally, but they're still in the news business. Uh, they're online, and um, they're 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 having to adjust to. Uh, to the fact that people want their want news online more than they do on paper. Not everybody, but most newspapers are the ones that have survived are doing pretty well, and um, and 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 there and there is a, there's evidence that people are are just are weary of of all the all the new stuff, and they 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 they're they're returning and they they long for 
a, a, uh, a places to go, like newspapers, even though they may be electronic newspapers. Um, sure. Uh, and, and, I, and I think the, the, the trend is a, is a good one instead of a bad one. The, ba- the bad stuff you're talking about is certainly there. But that that those those are uh, uh, they they are they they are not growing anymore. Yeah. Well, I There's would that. I would certainly like to see a return to more long format discussions. You know, like the one we're having today. Sure. You know, I I don't I think we you know we're done with the easy issues that can be covered in a four minute you know talking points world. Uh, we don't have those kind of problems anymore. I agree with you. 100%. And 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 I I think that the media's uh, timidity in not being willing to do a deep dive and think of the news as an opportunity to inform and educate at the same time I I, I think that that's you know that that's a missed opportunity in my view. I agree and uh, a lot of people are now realizing that and you if, if you have to look for it but there's still uh, and there's there's there there's a there are people doing this kind of work. It's hard to find, and it's harder to find now than ever before because there's so much of other stuff, the other stuff there. But there's some really good documentary reporting being done. There's That's right, really- but, but with so much of the other stuff, they're in competition with each other. You would think that you know you would do some long-format, deeper dives into programs so people don't have to look that hard to find them, and you'd stand out. You'd certainly differentiate yourself, you know? I agree. I agree. I agree. And, and also, what does this do to the democratic process? You know, all all, all of this uh, histrionics. Well, I I am uh, I think that the democratic process is a is 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 elastic enough and big enough to handle all of this and work through it. And that's what we're doing. We're going. We're working through it. We, people, you know, this it, when when you things happen so quickly now, and the technology <laughs> changes, and 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 it's it's really hard to adjust, and it takes time, and sometimes people get hurt in the process. There's no question about it. But I, I'm I'm more optimistic about this than you are. I think. Yeah, you're optimistic. We'll get through this cycle faster because things are moving fast. <laughs> I I I hope so. I hope there is light on the other side of the, of, of that tunnel, and that's not a train. Uh, coming toward us because uh, I'd like to see more detailed uh, you know my dad always said that the media was the fourth branch of government and I grew up hearing that time and time again so uh, you know that that pretty much explains my philosophy we have to take a break now but we'll be right back stay with us you're listening to the Costa Report Listen up, because I want to let you in on a little secret. You don't have to be a psychic to know which business and political experts are going to be on the Costa Report next month. All you have to do is sign up for our free monthly newsletter at RebeccaCosta.com. It takes less than a minute, and when you do, you'll receive our guest schedule along with special announcements and free offers the first of every month. So go to RebeccaCosta.com and sign up today. Are you struggling with addiction or alcohol problems? If you're depressed, drinking, and using drugs, you may need help. And the Affordable Care Act guarantees coverage of substance abuse. I knew I could get myself out of this. I just needed some hope and some help. I took the first step to recovery when I made the call. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-962-6969. I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family. Call now for hope and help with proven gentle recovery programs. I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't drink and use drugs. I'm in recovery, getting the help I need. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-962-6969. 800-962-6969. 800-962-6969. Yesterday, I got a call from the IRS. They say I owe them over $16,000. I don't have that kind of money. Don't try to fight the IRS on your own. Use Coast One Financial Group and let them help you get a fresh start. If you owe at least $10,000 in back taxes, call now for a free and confidential tax debt analysis. Call Coast One now for a free consultation at 800-643-4661 now. 
800-643-4661. That's 800-643-4661. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to mooch off your friends. You gonna finish that grape? You mean the one in my mouth? You don't need to stop buying the necessities. What you're smelling is a natural musk. Ew. You don't need to be a medical test subject. How do you feel? Mostly okay. I... (laughs) Sometimes, though. (laughs) You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman. You just need an internet connection. Don't get left behind. Start your personal savings plan with the tips and tools on feedthepig.org. That way, you don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. All right, deal. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Hey, America. We need to have a little talk. I don't know if you've noticed, but we got a lot of food in this country. A lot of peaches, a lot of corn, a lot of apples, a lot of everything. We've got so much food that we can't even eat it all. So if we got all this extra food, how are 17 million kids in America struggling with hunger? I just don't get it. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks gathers surplus food and gets it to the hungry kids who need it. They can get you food even if you live in Idaho or Alaska or somewhere crazy like that. This isn't complicated. We got extra food and we got hungry kids. Feeding America's done the math. Now it's your turn. Support Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. I know you got internet on your phone, so what are you waiting for? We can't do it without your help. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and if you're just joining us, my guest today is Jim Lair. Let's switch gears for just a moment and talk about another issue the administration's contending with, and that is leaks. Anyone who is in the business of the news knows that leaks are a door that pretty much swings two ways. Sometimes government leaders deliberately use leaks to manipulate media coverage. And then other times these leaks can be damaging to the business of government. Have you ever had a situation where you had a leak and you decided to not go public with it? I I have to think about that. I'm, there have been leaks that uh, there was somebody told me something that I realized was interesting, but it wasn't news. Mm-hmm. And uh, I never, I never had a piece of uh, a, a leak that I thought was legitimate news that I didn't report on, uh, or at least uh, work on. Uh, I can't think of one. At least uh, it is. You remember. The the leaking has become a a huge deal and very upsetting to President Trump in particular, because most of the most of the leaks have been about his White House, have been from his White House, from within his White House. And there there's all kinds of faction and factioning uh, among the staff. I don't know if that's a word, (laughs) Uh, but uh, among the staff and they're all talking to me. They've all been talking to maybe with been talking about each other. Uh, to reporters, and all of this has been been, been uh, being reported, and it's infuriating uh, President Trump and and some of his people. Maybe this will change under John Kelly, who is the new White House Chief of Staff. We shall see. But uh, but leaks aren't a new thing. No, it's not a new thing no. at all. No. People have always leaked, and and uh, the, some people are some leakers are whistleblowers. I mean. People who have know something that, that the public should know, and the only way they're going to find out is through a leak. There are some people who have access to grind, and the only way they're going to find – the only reason they leak is, for, is to enhance their own situation, either uh, policy-wise or personal-wise. And, um, and there are also some government people who intentionally leak because they want to do trial balloons, they want to see how things are doing, whatever, or they want to get their point across in a way where they they're not a, they're not responsible for it. So they're all they're they're good leaks, they're bad leaks, they're dishonest leaks, they're honest leaks, they're they're all kinds of leaks. There's no leaking in and of itself is not necessarily a bad thing in every case. 
In fact, in some cases, it's terrific. That's how we find out. Much of Watergate, Watergate coverage was done uh, uh, through through leaks uh, to the Washington Post and to other reporters. And that's right. Much much of that we wouldn't have known if it hadn't been for some people who talked. And and that is and and that, but if it, you can understand also if you're somebody's leaked something about you that you do not want known. Uh, then you're going to be you're going to be you're going to be upset, and whether you're president of the United States or Billy Bob Dunn down the street, it's going to happen, and that's what's happening. Yeah, that, now, I, I wonder if the fact that there's so little new information coming out of these formal White House press briefings has put even more pressure on the media to go to their sources inside government to find out what's really going on. I mean, if you can't get any information about what's going on, you got to lean on your sources. Well, exactly right. And let's face it, there's another thing, too, that some of the official, in quote, information that's gotten out and that's given has turned out not to be exactly true. And uh, that also uh, 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 hurts the credibility of those who are giving out the information. And uh, it's a it's a no, I've never seen it quite like this. Never been this bad before where where you've got uh, uh, most of the imp- most of the solid information about what's going on in the White House is coming from leaks rather than from, as you say, from briefings or from official sources. Yeah, and I think that one way that some of these leaks might be plugged up is simply getting it together and communicating using formal channels. It's it's When the formal channels uh, break down, it's not like the press is just going to sit idly on their hands. You know, right. and, uh, and and so I just think that, you know, the breakdown of these formal channels of communication, uh, having press briefings that are full of substance and content, a lot of these things would really help because then they give the press, uh, you know, things to report on other than just the tweets. And uh, and so, you know, I, I, I wish that they would kind of get that together. But as you point out, leaks are not always a bad thing. I mean, they led to Nixon's demise, and I don't think that we would have had a, had the exposure on Watergate uh, if it weren't for Deep Throat and, of course, the work that the Washington Post did. Um, but, uh, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't know that those are the kind of leaks we have today. Some of the leaks just seem kind of gossip, downright gossipy. <laughs> I agree. I agree with you. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't mind if it was, you know, of substance like Deep Throat's uh, revelations. But, uh, but uh, unfortunately, we are just about out of time. But okay. uh, before we say goodbye, let me take this opportunity to thank you for leading by example and for making time to be with us today. We appreciate it. Rebecca, I've always enjoyed talking to you and always will. Thank you very much. Thank you so much and come back soon. Will now, be- now, before we go to break, you know how much I enjoy giving away free products and services on this program. So if you're struggling to fill a position in your company, you're going to want to listen up because the longer a job goes unfulfilled, the more your good employees are taxed. They're the ones that have to take up the slack when a job goes unfulfilled. So you want to hire help fast. But not just a warm body. You want someone who can hit the decks running, immediately contribute. And that's where ZipRecruiter can help. With ZipRecruiter.com, you could post your job to 100-plus job sites with just one click. Then powerful technology matches the right person to your job. And you can imagine how much time you're going to save by posting a job just one time and then having it appear on 100 job sites. Never mind how much you increase the odds of locating that perfect person for your opening. This is why thousands of businesses, small, medium, large businesses, have all turned to ZipRecruiter. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. In fact, over 80% of the jobs posted on ZipRecruiter locate a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. So ZipRecruiter is not only thorough, it's fast. No more juggling emails or calls to your office. Simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. And right now, listeners of the Costa Report can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right. It's not going to cost you one red cent. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Rebecca, my first name, R-E-B-E-C-C-A. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Rebecca. One more time to try it for free. Post your job one time and it'll show up on 100 job sites. 
Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Rebecca. And if you've got a boss that's having a hard time getting a job filled, be sure and tell them the fastest way to find the best position for that job happens to be free. And all they have to do is go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Rebecca. And that is pretty close to all the time that we've got this hour. I'll tell you, it's always a pleasure and an honor to speak to Jim Lair. I do miss him so much on the PBS News. And and if you were a fan of the PBS News, you know that regardless of how you feel about PBS, that was one of the most in-depth news broadcasts, still is today. But when Jim Lair was at the helm of the PBS News Hour, you always felt that you got the facts straight, that the story was thoroughly vetted, he wasn't afraid to go deeper into the story. And when he was done, you could make up your own mind. You know, if you leaned a little bit to the right or the left, uh, you know, you were able to take the facts and uh, look at them for what they were. And uh, I think that is a great service to the country. And I hope the media will take that as an example. Uh, he, Reasoner, Brink- Brinkley, um, uh, Cronkite, boy, they were my favorites. And so it was a great honor to talk to him today. My guest next week is vice president of one of the three biggest credit reporting agencies, Experian. He's going to be here to talk about what individuals, businesses, and even the government can do to stop the runaway problem of identity theft. It is rampant. I know everyone's talking about uh, the opioid epidemic. Well, if you have ever been a victim of identity theft, uh, it is one of the worst things that can happen to you. It takes so long to dig out from someone stealing your identity, stealing your bank account, uh, opening up credit cards. Uh, It's just a runaway train. And there are so many stories of people that have been victimized and spent as much as a year or two trying to restore their credit. Don't miss Experian Vice President Michael Bremer next week, right here on the only news program that puts policy ahead of politics. You're listening to the Costa Report. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.